Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Oh, say, can you see? Was so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. fans welcome to wrapping on racing i'm don gamble and i want to uh bring on my co-host for today tyler harris tyler how are you i'm doing really well don how about yourself having a good day uh some good racing this weekend uh and we're going to talk about as much as possible and i'd like to kick things off with your work friday at lernerville that was really nice yeah, I enjoyed the opportunity. A big appreciation and a big thanks to uh, Eric Wessendorf. Uh, he missed because he was um, family comes first, you know, and his son is a senior at Freeport High School, and it is high school football season. And so family comes first. He wants to go watch his son play high school football. Um, and I appreciate Gary Heeman as well and the entire Thompson family for uh, having the faith in me and the trust in me to, to carry the baton, if you will. And it was fun. I mean, it's my home track. I've been going there since I was a little kid, and uh, to to get to announce in front of that crowd is awesome. So I really appreciate the opportunity each time it comes. Well, you mentioned Eric being at the game. Uh, Friday night football is uh, kind of takes a chunk out of the fans at any of the tracks because that's so popular with the families. And I could see why Eric wanted to be at the game. What what amazes me is how tall, how big his son is. <laughs> Yeah, I had to ask him already. I said, "Is he uh, is he getting any offers for college yet?" He said, "Not yet." But uh, I, given his size, I think it's a no brainer for even some of the smaller colleges in the area to start taking looks at him. So um, comes from a good bloodline. Eric's a pretty big guy himself, so yeah. uh, kind of falls into calls falls from the family, if you will. I, I noticed there was a very young girl that sang the national anthem and then another young lady that was interviewing Mike Bort. That's a nice touch. First of all. 
the female uh, edition, and then the fact that uh, people like that behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I believe it was Chloe Neff was the, the young girl who sang the national anthem and got a beautiful round of applause from the crowd. You were talking about the crowd, Don, and, and how high school football has an impact on the crowd. And that's why Don Martin, you know, famously kind of ended the season or at least ended Friday night uh, races whenever high school football took off. But uh, I give kudos to the Lernerville faithful. They came out in full force on Friday. Probably wasn't, uh, quote-unquote, the greatest crowd, but um, given the circumstances, especially Labor Day weekend, too, phenomenal crowd, great round of applause for that young girl. And uh, I think it's great that Lernerville TV is really starting to, you know, kind of expand its horizons. We've seen it a lot throughout the season, but adding some new faces in the infield and trying to get some of the youth involved as well is always a great touch. Tell me about the uh, pie fundraiser. John McConnell, uh, he's uh, he's always got a card or two up his sleeve. So um, I tell you what, he did a great job. Um, I did I did not expect it to get to to where it did. Um, my first opportunity to ever be an auctioneer in my life, which was kind of cool, but uh, it just the crowd was the crowd was in full effect. Uh, Three hundred dollars raised for Autism Pittsburgh, as it was Autism Night at Thornerville Speedway, as well as Championship Night for that matter. But I tell you what, I, I wish I would have gotten a running total of how much was raised uh, for Autism Pittsburgh. But John McConnell, John McConnell single-handedly raised a lot of money just by taking some pies to the face and, and I think even delivering a couple pies himself. And, and everybody was having fun for a really good cause. The basket raffle, the silent auction, everything. It, it, it went really well. Didn't John Garvin Sr. put up $500 for a pie? I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Um, I was actually making my way back up to the press box, but I believe you're right. Um, I, I remember talking to John. Him single-handedly with the pies alone was $1,200 that was raised for Autism Pittsburgh. So kudos to John McConnell of the Garage Crawl, and uh, very, very thankful for – I mentioned it before, and it's been mentioned for decades. The finest fans passed through the gates of Lernerville Speedway. And uh, it came into fruition, um, not only through Autism Pittsburgh donations, because they also did a helmet drive as some of the drivers went through the stands, raising money through that, uh, through that line of, of, of source. And it was also the pies, it was also the silent auction, the basket raffles, uh, and, and that, stating, that statement uh, stayed true as far as the finest for fans passing through Lernerville's gates. Um, it was an incredible night, Don, and I'm happy to have been a very, very, very small part of it it was so nice to see brian schwartzlander get win 100 uh the only disappointment was that i couldn't be there to congratulate him but uh what a what a great driver and then deets uh he doubles up he picks up a win in both the divisions he's in and then the other champs flick garvin and shingledecker so uh a good night for all the champions and some excellent racing for the fans yeah, absolutely. Schwarzlander, um, it was just amazing. He's been chasing that 100th win for so long now, and to finally see it come to fruition on the last, on the last night of regular season two, of all things, uh, they saved the best for last, I suppose, is the saying, and, and I think that was that was rang true on Friday night. Um, just very appreciative, especially of his sponsors. Uh, McCutcheons has been along for the ride for so long with Brian. You talk about sponsor retention. It's one of the prime examples right there, on, you know, right along with Lynn Geisler, number one Cochran. Um, and, and, you know, you talk about Dietz, not to take anything away from Brian's achievement on Friday night, but Dietz had a significant achievement of his own from what we can tell. 
we are pretty sure that Tyler Dietz is the first driver in Lernerville history to win a feature event in the Pro Stocks and in the late models in the same night. David Scott did it in the sprint cars and the late models. And I want to say Bob Waring Sr. may have even done it in the modifies in the late models, but I'm pretty sure to at least a lot of people's knowledge that Tyler Dietz is the first to ever do it in a pro stock in a late model in the same night at Lernerville Speedway. He looks so good in that late model. Speaking of late models, I heard when you were talking to John Garvin that next year he's going to defend the title in his own car. Yeah, yeah, how about that little tidbit? You Sometimes you ask questions not expecting a... Um, a significant response, I suppose. But uh, that is actually pretty shocking news, a points champion kind of changing up gears. Um, he's obviously very appreciative of John Johnson for giving him the opportunity to race his car throughout the season. But to jump in his own ride again, um, I guess it allows a little bit more freedom. And then we'll see what that brings in the 2023 season for Garvin. You know, back to uh, uh, Schwarzlander, he, he joined a pretty elite group of people with 100 feature wins. Bob Waring Sr., Lou Blaney, Ed Lynch Jr., and Lynn Geisler. Uh, that's a Hall of Fame group. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Um, to have your name mentioned in ranks like that is an achievement because that extends beyond the region at that point. That really starts to expand to a, a national recognition, if you will. So, And Brian's deserving of it. He's been around for so long. He's raced, uh, uh, you talk about across the nation, he, truly he has, and he's earned that right. I've seen him race down at uh, Charlotte at the World Finals, and he always manages to uh, present himself quite well. But when you look at the depth of the competition down there, you're really in some deep water there but comes down runs there always good to see him and his crew you know uh, Shingledecker picked up uh, back-to-back championships but what kind of an impact did it have when Crummert and Murdick dropped out uh, did either one of them have a shot at catching Shingledecker yeah at the point of the feature they both still mathematically had a chance uh Murdoch being the uh the outcast in that situation being third in points really just had to hope for disaster for two drivers and that's really what it came down to it would just have to take a catastrophic a catastrophic failure on behalf of two drivers for one of the drivers to to uh really win single decker had it for the most part locked up i think he was 15 points ahead going into the feature event and with 30 points being the maximum of what you can earn, it really became a difficult task for Crummert and Murdick to watch both of those drivers drop out simultaneously on the ninth lap like that was just wild. And Shingle Decker spoke to it in Victory Lane. He said, "I saw it happen, and I thought that there may have been a caution on the speedway, and that's why those two pulled off." But then I realized we were staying green, and at that point, I realized that it was pretty much done. So. Uh, I mean, he's been dominant, especially as of late, the past two seasons, in a field of stiff competition, perhaps not the numbers that people would hope for in the big block modified division, but the shows, those who show up on a weekly basis are always capable of putting in a victory lane. And if you look at Brian Schwarzlander, that's a tremendous example. A very historic career, eight career track championships, and, I mean, he runs – top five on a regular basis and puts it in victory lane for the first time of the season and for the hundredth time of his career on the last night of the season. So that really puts into perspective just how difficult it is to win in that division. And it really puts into perspective just how talented Jeremiah Shingledecker has been these past few years.
Fans, if you're just joining us and you hear an unusual voice, my co-host for tonight is Tyler Harris. Tyler, we got a nice show planned. Our guests include asphalt late model driver Brian Ship, area auto racing columnist Ernie Saxton, 100-time Lernerville feature winner Brian Schwartzlander, Bedford Speedway late model feature winner Matt Cosner, Doug Rice from PRN has a great interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, on the race at North Wilkesboro Speedway, and we're going to have weekly reports from yourself and Bill Rebar. A uh, little bit of news that kind of surprised people. Uh, Rocket Racing, uh, Brandon Shepard has decided, it, uh, and uh, they Parted on uh, mutual terms. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, he's not going to be driving the Rocket Haas car. Hudson O'Neill will be the driver of the Rocket One Racing driver. Now, your thoughts on that, and then we'll go into a little bit about the specifics. I have to think uh, he has a new child. Uh, he's traveling a lot, and it just—it was too much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly a shocking news um, just because his tenure has been so successful in that car. Um, Rocket Right One Racing and Brandon Shepard, as you said, have amicably split ways for the end of the 2022 season. I mean, Shepard's raced with the team in various capacities since 2012, uh, including on a full-time basis since 2017. He's collected four World of Outlaws Late Model Series championships with the team, along with dozens of high-profile wins and as of this year, just joining in with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series on a very, you talk about shocking news, um, that was about as shocking as it got, too. It's just been a very, very um, wild season for the Rocket House car, Brandon Shepard, uh, in 2022. And as we mentioned, Shepard will finish the 2022 season with Rocket One Racing before turning his attention to his family-owned B5 in 2023. And as you said, uh, with the recent birth of his son, Baylor, it was his, the deciding factor that he needed in coming home to race with his family team. Well, he'll, like you said, he'll drive the B5 full-time next year. But I suspect on a lot of these race weekends, he'll be able to go home. Uh, he'll be driving for his dad and his grandfather. Uh, and the fact that uh, he can pick and choose when he wants to run and he won't have that season-long commitment where he might be gone for three or four weeks at a stretch halfway across the country. So I applaud him for picking the family as a priority over probably one of the best rides in racing. I agree. And and you and I were kind of talking about it on the phone yesterday when this news kind of broke. It, it seems to be much more popular for some of these super late model drivers and teams to make that decision to not commit to a full-time basis to a series, whether it's Lucas Oil or whether it's uh, World of Outlaws. And it's, it's a lot easier just to kind of pick and choose those big money races. I mean, Scott Bloomquist doesn't leave the house for less than 50000 to win. Chris Madden, Chris Ferguson, upon others, Bobby Pierce, um, the 76 car comes to mind, too, um, Brandon Overton. Uh, a lot of these drivers not committing to a full-time series, and I think that's really becoming a very popular decision, especially whenever you look at what these drivers are making throughout the course of a season without committing to a full-time series. So it starts to really beg the question of what are these series going to have to do to start making it more enticing for these drivers to commit once again to racing a series full-time. Well, Tyler, uh, first time as co-host, and it's a checkered flag for you. I want to thank you for taking the time to do this, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. That sounds like a plan, Don. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. 
This is the Banker Bob Thought for Monday, September the 5th. Sometimes not getting what you want is a huge stroke of luck. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Big night at Jennerstown Saturday, and the main man, Billy Rebar, is going to join us now with a little update. But before we do that, I recognized another voice in the booth. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I was helping Nate Rigotti out a little bit. Uh, Nacho Nate Valente has been in the booth helping us out. And with a couple weeks to go in the season, I said, hey, Nate, I said, why don't you focus on going after that championship? And the way the Chargers were in the schedule this week, it didn't really give them enough time to get up the booth and back. And try to give our voice there, Nate Rigotti, a little bit of break. And had a lot of fun with him, Don. I've never done any announcing. I'm not saying I'm any good at it, but I sure do enjoy sitting next to Nate calling the races in front of the fans. Well, I've been doing this for a long time, and you're very good at it, so I don't want you to get a big head, but you're doing a really nice job. And the, and the good thing is you don't have to worry about what the boss thinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What am I going to do? Fire myself, right? Yeah. Now, speaking of Nate, uh, I asked you if he played professional sports, and he, he, he's got an arm on him. When he was throwing those shirts up there, I thought, whoa, this, this kid must be uh, an athlete from days gone by. I got a pretty good chuckle when you asked me that, and I can't wait for Nate to listen to the show like he does every week. Because believe me, he don't have an athletic bone in his body. But he does run the bleachers much better after the race if we actually time him from the bottom to the top, and he's getting faster every week. Cool. Hey, what a night for Armstrong Zoom Internet, a uh, a face from the past, the guy that I always enjoyed uh, dealing with when he was at Motordrome, Chip Rowan. How did that all come to be? Well, Don, number one, it was great to see Chip and all the guys at Armstrong there last night. They actually approached us. Uh, they were working on their marketing and community outreach, and they wanted to do something with racetracks. And naturally, Chip, with his background, who managed motor drone through the heydays and you know you dabbled in that as well and it's just i grew up every friday night at motor drum speedway watching chip row and run around and i'm not gonna lie i kind of take a lot of the things i learned off of him and you and try to model it at jennerstown and you know you guys did it did it first and i'm just learning from that and it was great to see him back at a racetrack he hasn't been to one in a long time so it's a bit of a homecoming different scenery at jennerstown versus motor drone but a lot of the same faces officials and drivers and i think he enjoyed it as much as we did the entire Armstrong gang had an absolutely great night. It was great. I'm an Armstrong customer and very, very happy with their internet. And, you know, I told a story where last winter in the middle of a snow squalor, the roof blew off my neighbor's garage up my driveway and cut my fiber optic line. And it's 20 degrees, blustering, snow squalor, like you can imagine. And two guys from Armstrong were up on a pole changing it. And I told Chip and I told Chip's boss about it. Well, both the guys who were at my house fixing my cable worked their races Saturday night, and they're actually like, hey, I fixed your cable. So it was pretty uh, neat to see those guys get a little bit of recognition. They got the ride in the pace car, wave the green flag, and um, get their picture taken in victory lane. So great partnership with Armstrong. They did some filming there. They're going to film stuff on their local Armstrong Network channel all winter long, and I hope to do a lot more with them in uh, 2023. Well, a tip of the hat to the management at Armstrong, because think about it. How many people in the grandstands don't have a television? Well, and the big thing now is the cable providers. You know, there's a lot of streaming networks and things like that, and maybe not everybody has cable, 
But my gosh, they utilize the Internet. And actually where I lived on, Armstrong just did a major, major, major expansion project in this area. And that's where our fans are from. That's where their customers are from. They had some of their business business associates present. A uh, huge turnout for their employees. And it was just it was great to see people really enjoy being at the races, as everyone does each and every week, but some new faces. They did a great job. I really liked the part where the drivers took their helmets and went up in the grandstands to uh, raise some funds for Matt Grimmy, the fellow that was hurt recently. Don, to give you a little bit of update there, Matt Grimmy was the individual that was injured uh, when he was hit by a sprint car last week during the must-see racing sprint car feature. Matt is now in a uh, rehab center that's attached to Connemaw Hospital. Things are doing great. His attitude is unbelievable. He is a true inspiration. Says he's getting better every day. Can't wait to get back to the track. They're thinking it's going to take three or four weeks before he can get released from rehab. Um, what a wonderful individual. And, you know, Don, we did the same thing a couple years ago when Gary Scott was involved in a really scary accident. You know, we want to help as many people as we can. Unfortunately, we can't collect every week because it just would get out of hand. But, you know, Matt's one of our own. And he didn't ask for this. He even texted me. I told him what we were doing. And he says, I, I don't need all this. I appreciate it, but I'm not one for attention. And, and I kind of share the same sentiments about things. But he didn't ask for it, but we did it because he's one of our own. And the generosity from the drivers, the fans, the sponsors was just, unimaginable, Don. Uh, many of these people never met Matt, didn't know who he was, but they're all part of the racing community, and we raised over $5,000 for Matt and his recovery fund. That's amazing. Well, the racing family is a very special group of people, no matter what track you're at, and they would do anything to help somebody that needs help. Just, it, it was really, really great to see them see the drivers do that hey did i hear something and maybe i missed it that it's free grandstand admission next week that is right you didn't misread that dawn so we've been working with the somerset county suicide prevention task force and they have a big event we're going to talk about next sunday at the speedway and you know suicide prevention is really really taking a prevalent focus here over the last couple of years especially after post-covid and a lot of people, you know, losing their jobs and social-emotional issues. And, you know, it's, it's more awareness now than ever needed. And we decided we wanted to help booster their event next Sunday and create awareness at the Speedway. And kind of on the fly Saturday night, I went to the owners and I said, hey, uh, we're going to do this next Saturday. Didn't you give them a chance to think about it or comment? And we announced on the front stretch right after speaking to Michelle Yunkin and uh, her partner Jasper about, uh, the event next Sunday, we decided we were going to create free grandstand admission to Saturday, September 10th, which is also the Super Cup Stock Car Series night. Free grandstand admission, just have to pay $5 to park, hoping to get as many bodies as we can in the stand to help advertise that event next Sunday. That is amazing, and uh, a tribute to to you and the, and the uh, owners at the Speedway because definitely a good cause. You, you never know when somebody's really having issues and this organization is going to save a lot of lives, and I admire them for doing that. Uh, and I agree. And, you know, we're also partnered with Operation Vet Now that is a military best, um, a military organization for retired veterans that are in need. And, 
they do an amazing job, and they are just blown away to be a part of the Speedway. And uh, you know, if you saw Chris Brink return to the Modified here this past weekend, he was filling in for uh, Pete Reck, who drives the second car for Tom Golick. And uh, if you happen to pay attention to the nine car that Chris was driving, the OVN and suicide prevention decals are on there. So. We're doing our part to try to create awareness in the community. Yeah, uh, Chris never skipped a beat uh, for the time he's been out of a modified. Didn't he finish second? I think so, Don. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to check the results. Yeah, Saturday nights are a bit of a blur, but yeah. he definitely was extremely competitive in that car. He did some testing Saturday morning, and he told me that it's a good piece. So he was excited to be back in a mod. Let's talk about Scott from the Clarks. Yeah, so part of the Suicide Prevention Good Vibes Save Lives on uh, Sunday, September 11th, the doors will open at 1.30 and from 2 to 8 o'clock, there'll be various fundraising events. Uh, there'll be a 50-50 raffle, cornhole, and then there's going to be music all day long. A lot of them are local artists, and then the headliner is going to be Scott Blazy from the Clark. So really excited to partner with the Somerset County Suicide Prevention Task Force is to something that's very near and dear to many people's heart, and it's something that we definitely need in our community. So uh, I hope to see as many people as we possibly can. I know we got a bunch of race car drivers that are going to support the event. And I think we got a couple guys that are just going to stay overnight and stick around on Sunday as well. Any closing thoughts? Anything you need to add? You know, Don, it's been one heck of a season. Um, I think we said many times we could look back in the recordings over the winter, oh, we'll never top 2021 with, you know, only three rainouts. And here we are with essentially four weeks to go, three weeks of uh, regular shows, weekly shows, and then you have the fall brawl. And we've had one rainout, and that was opening night, May 7th. So it's been a long, grueling season for everyone. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, Boy, I'm not tired of it yet. Usually by this time in the season, you get that point where, boy, you can't wait for it to be done, and you're wore out, and you need to recharge the batteries. But things are going so great at Jennerstown, and just can't wait to finish the season out and start working on next year. Well, I want to thank you for being with us and wish your son a happy birthday. I understand uh, today's the big day. Yeah, seven years old. Where does the time go? Yeah. Well, it's so nice that your entire family uh, is involved there because, uh, you know, if you were playing football or baseball, you wouldn't have any of these benefits. And the family part of racing is what most drivers consider to be the best part of racing. That is 100%, Don. Uh, my entire family, my mother works the back gate. My dad helps out throughout the week with things. My boys will stock coolers, and they love every minute of it. My wife, Jamie, puts up with a ton of stuff, as you can imagine. Yes. And uh, she's pretty instrumental in all this as well throughout the week and helping me get things dropped off places. And it's just, it's a family operation, and that goes for, you know, the entire group of management group at Jennerstown. You know, everyone's families are pretty involved. And, you know, I said it last night on the broadcast here in closing that, you know, in high school I tell my kids, you think you got good friends, and you do. And then you go to college, and you're like, wow, these are my better friends. Because you're older and you're more mature, uh, you don't realize who your real friends are until you get involved in something like racing. And that's when you meet your best friends in your life, and I'll stick by that comment. I thank you for an excellent report. I compliment you on your job in the booth, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Don. 
This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is the digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Back here at Jennerstown Speedway, Barry Audi's out of the race car. How about a round of applause for this guy's ninth win of 2022? Another sticker slapped on this machine, ninth of the season, a big hug in victory lane, 75 lapper, Barry. He had to be patient, work your way through. Everybody's fastest lap, lap three, four, five, six, seven, somewhere in there for you, lap 58 was your fastest lap. Uh, What's that say about your driving style and how you know to run this racetrack in these long races? I was old and I was just saving myself. Man, I'll tell you what, you, you had to hold off uh, had to hold off Owen. What were you thinking when that caution came out there at the end? Uh, them restarts were a little uh, to be desired. <laughs> 
Man, nine wins this season. I know you always say that this team works hard. There's something going right uh, in this garage, you and your team. Well, we changed. We had a good 30-lap car, but we switched her for 75. We'll have to change her back for next week. Barry Otte, win number nine. Who else you want to thank on this car, Barry? Uh, the Wheeler family, Stoystown Auto, Daniel Schaefer's, Hampton Inn, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, uh, Struck Auto Body, Total Mobility, Morocco's, North Star Equipment, Pennsylvania, huh? Pen, Pro Disposal, Pennsylvania Propane, Jeff Carey, Trackside, uh, like Port City, Jet Engines, AR Bodies. I mean, like I said every week, if it wasn't for them people, I wouldn't be staying right. And my crew, buddy. I mean, we work hard on her. We, I guarantee you we work harder than anybody else. Those guys, I saw them down here. They were excited when you jumped out to that lead. Barry Otti, win number nine of 2022. Congratulations, Barry. Man, what a race there for the 75. What a historic season he's having. Last week, I interviewed Barry Otti, and I asked him, who did he think his toughest competition was going to be in the final month of the season for the championship? And... Uh, he mentioned Brian Ship, and Brian's joining us now. Brian, uh, that's kind of a nice compliment. Yeah, you know, coming from him, you know, I remember watching him whenever I was younger, and you know, him and Gary and Bobby Henry. So, you know, for for one of the one of the greats to say that, you know, it's uh, pretty cool. That's that's a major compliment. Now, I had made a comment on a previous show when uh, when you and Gary were running side by side, and I said, I know what they're thinking. We don't want to bang into each other because both cars are in the same garage and we'll have to spend all week working on them. And then you sent me a text and said, yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're starting on the front row. You know, we're sitting there talking in the lineup getting ready to go out i looked at gary and you know i go over and i fist bump him before the race i said hey i don't want to be at the shop tomorrow fixing two race cars (laughs) now wasn't there a time when there were three bobby henry also had a car there yep yeah henry was here and uh yeah aaron uh van fleet works on his out of here how big how big, big operation how big is the shop uh, it's, it's fairly big, but you know, me and Aaron, Gary keeps his car in the shop. Me and Aaron, we'll leave ours in the trailer till like tonight. And then we pull them out and start working on them. Cause it, it's, uh, Richard and Jones, Paul, Paul Grudo's business. So right. we can't be, uh, crowding it up with race cars all week. Yeah. Well, I know Richard's kind of understanding, but not, not enough to, put his business aside so you guys can work on race cars. Uh, what was your reason or how and why did you get into racing? Uh, we, I was younger. Uh, my dad brought home a go-kart for my brother, you know, just for something to do on the weekends. And, you know, he ran for a season or two. And then I started, uh, like, I would race his cart around the track afterwards until we got two carts and then it turned in, you know, Bob brought home a charger and we had a, my go kart and then it turned into a modified and a charger whenever I moved up the cars and then two mods and 
here we are in a late model now. Now, your brother, he didn't want to continue on with the late models. What uh, Was it financial, or he just uh, stopped having fun? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, he uh, he bought a, a couple boats, so that's uh, a big hole in the water to throw money in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generally when guys quit racing, they either get a street rod or a boat, so that's, that's kind of understanding. All gears totaled, how long uh, have you been racing? Uh, I, I'm going to say probably 20 years. Wow, I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I've been in the car since 05. I thought it was interesting that you changed your number, and I asked you about it, and I'd like you to explain what it was and what it is now. Uh, it used to be 40. You know, whenever Bob started racing, I, uh, I just took on 04 because, you know, he was 04. And then whenever we got into both running the same class, we just swapped the numbers to 40. You know, I never really picked my, my own number. It was just kind of, hey, you know, we're team cars. Let's make them look similar and just switch the numbers. And, you know, once he quit racing, I, uh, I well, just, you know, last year I changed the number. Jimmy Johnson was always my favorite driver. And, uh, I wasn't having too much luck with the 40, so we uh, changed it to 48. Things have been real good since then. You know, uh, when Barry uh, made that comment, he said most of the nights when he uh, gets into victory lane, you're right behind him. You're runner-up. So it had to be really gratifying uh, to pick up the win there recently. Yeah, it's uh, been a tough season. You know, I mean, we're, we're second in points. You know, running fairly good, bunch of top fives, bunch of seconds, you know, to Barry. And, you know, we pull in, the, they put the top two in the tech garage, you know, every week. You know, I walked over to him. I'm like, are you ever going to let me win one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would let anybody win one, but he would help you with your car if you needed help. Yeah, yeah, he'll, uh, if anybody asks him for help, uh, He'll he'll help anybody, give them parts, you know, whatever they need. You know, he's a heck of a guy. Do you have time for hobbies? Uh, not during the racing season. You know, I, I enjoy hunting. You know, that's you know pretty much kicks off right after the race season starts, so it doesn't interfere too much. But between working two jobs and you know, working on race cars, it's, uh, I'm going nonstop all week. Well, I wasn't aware that there was a second job. Now, you you work for Paula Grudo, right? No, I uh, I work for Three Rivers Chrysler Jeep Dodge down in Pittsburgh. And oh. then uh, I work for one of my sponsors, uh, Trevor Hill. He owns the uh, Mid-Atlantic Motors and the Subway and E&E's. I work at his garage three nights a week, Monday through Wednesday, wow. just trying to make a little extra cash because they're not exactly cheap to run uh, race cars. Well, your wife, Tanya, must be very understanding. Yeah. You know, she she knows that I got to do what I got to do to 
you know, get the bills paid. How about uh, Danica and Bella? Are they race fans? Uh, what's the story with them? Uh, they they like going to the track. Uh, I I tried to get Danica in a go kart. She I mean she was probably a little young whenever I started her, and we went racing and. Uh, there, there was only a couple carts in the class. She ended up finishing second out of like four. You know, the other the couple kids didn't finish, and you know, we're we're up at Slippery Rock, and then they race every other two weeks. So we uh, next race comes around. I'm like, all right, we're going to the racetrack, and we got up there, and she would not get in the cart <laughs> after you know an hour and forty five minute two hour drive. And then, you know, the following time, I was like, you want to go racing? No. I'm like, well, we're not going to make the the drive up there if you don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Well, she's not a teenager yet, so if you think it's an issue not, just wait. (laughs) Because when she becomes a teenager, you're going to have your hands full. Well, I already do. (laughs) If you're just joining us, we're talking to Brian Shipp, the driver of the number 48 late model at Jennerstown, fresh off a a recent victory. Uh, What would you say was your most memorable moment in racing? Was that it? Uh, I mean, uh, the wins and everything, every one of them special. You know, they're, they're hard to come by. You know, a lot of people... You know, some people go their whole career and never get the win. You know, I've been fortunate, you know, to surround myself with good people and, you know, had a little bit of luck on my side. You know, two championships, uh, 2005 fan favorite driver, 2016 rookie of the year, you know, most improved last year. It's, uh, I've got a pretty decent resume and, you know, hopefully keep building on it. Well, you say you got some pretty nice people helping you. Let's talk about them. Uh, yeah, all the all the sponsors that helped me out: Mid Atlantic Motors, Subway and Annie Ann's, Tim Etling Auto, Harris Auto Repair, Specklin, That's uh, Richard and Jones' business. Uh, Stone and Company, Next Gen. Uh, my wife, Tony Lynn Photography. And then uh, the crew, Aaron Van Fleet, he's uh, spotting for me. His dad, uh, Rob, you know, Gary, uh, Destiny comes and helps us out in the pits. The cons, my parents, you know, Luis Penrod helped me out this year. And my Uncle Jim also helped me out. It's been a, it's been a tough year. You know, everything keeps going up and still making the same amount of money. So been rough uh we're coming up on a commercial break any closing thoughts uh i'd like to you know thank my wife especially for putting up with the long hours and letting me chase this dream you know even though can't really even, you know advance the nascar it's you know more of a hobby at this point you know my kids for putting up with it too you know they don't see me a whole lot but you know, it's it's nice whenever, you know, the race season ends and I can spend a little more time with them. Well, Brian Shipp, I thank you for being with us. Wish you continued success. So I thank you. You have a nice evening. All right. Thank you. 
This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Single-decker back around the outside for one and two, regains the third spot, but for how long this time? We'll find out. Bush is hard going into three, but gets it going back, coming out of four. Two laps remaining. Brian Sportslander, you're that much closer to career win number 100, sir, as you make your way down the back stretch with two laps remaining. Colton Walters looking to tie a career-best second-place finish. White flag in the air now, one lap remaining. Colton Walters making the best of it here. The Brian Schwartzlater making the best of his career. 100 wins here as he makes his way through turns three and four. He's got the distance. He's got the gap. He's got the win, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Schwartzlater wins here tonight. Your top five here tonight in this 25-lap big block modified presented by Deal Automotive feature event. Brian Schwartzlater picks up career win number 100 at the action track. Second goes to the 18 of Colton Walters. Third will go to your 2022 points champion, Jeremiah Shingledecker. Fourth will go to the C3 of Chaz Wolbert. And Rick Rigalski rounds out your top five. We're going to go to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. I'm sure we're going to speak to a jovial Brian Schwartzlander. And I'm sure we win number 100 
for the Leesburg native, Brian Schwarzlander. Brian taking a moment to celebrate with crew, family, sponsors, getting a champagne shower, getting a confetti shower, and Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane. Brian, unbelievable. Clearly a very emotional moment for you here in Victory Lane. Talk to me about what's going through your mind. Well, you know, I've been hearing a lot about this 100th, you know, and uh, really to me, what, 9,900, but, you know, it is a, a great feat for us, and uh, these guys work so hard, and uh, I just didn't know we were going to get in. To get in on championship night and last night of the season, you never know. This might be it. You never know. Yeah, you've chased all year long a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Talk to us about your season, though. You've got to be happy with your performance. Well, you know, we've had a good year, top fives all year. We've had a lot of disappointing nights. It's a roller coaster, this race, and it. Tonight, the car couldn't have been better. You know, we were in the pits, and we're deciding, what do we want to do? And the guy said, piss on it. Just run it the way it is. And that's what we did. We didn't touch a thing, and the car was awesome. It was really good, you know. Yeah, the race itself was excellent to watch. You got into a really great battle with Colton Walters earlier, and uh, it seemed like once you got past Colton, you really had that figured out. But what I want to really talk to you and ask you about is your decision on that last restart. You chose the inside starting lane. Did you know something that maybe we didn't know? Because you were running the high side pretty much the whole time. Well, I got back to the high side. My thing was there was more bite on the bottom coming off here, and I didn't want to get stuck in the middle on the slick and spin the tires and him pull away from me. So I figured if I could get a good jump off that bottom with a little bit of bite, I could get back to the top, and it worked out. You know, I got lucky. Car counts have been tough this year. With the current economy, the current state of things, it's not where you want it to be, but in the, nonetheless, not taking anything away from the stiff competition you have in this division. Talk to us about that. Well, you know, you're right. It's a shame we don't have more cars, but look at Colton, man. He ran a hell of a race, you know. There's some good young blood coming up. Every one of these cars in this race could have won tonight, you know. A lot of it's where you start and, you know, if you hit the right setup that night. And we hit it good tonight. And I'll tell you what, I had a hell of a time getting around uh, Colton. He was really hooked up going, and, you know, I took a couple bonsais on that top and didn't know if we were going to get through, but that's what I had to do to get up front. And once he got to the front, I could just control it a little better and not have to run as hard, but... You know, you never know, man. I don't take 80s for granted until that checkered flying, you know. You've got one sponsor on this car that's been with you pretty much this whole time, McCutcheon Enterprises, but I'm sure there are other people that you would like to thank for helping you throughout your career and here this year. Well, you know, Calvin's been with us this whole time. I mean, we're a family team, and uh, he's he's part of our family. And we've all these races we've won together, you know. And my whole crew, they're all family, you know. And, and you've got Peace Contracting. Peace has been with us for a long time, you know, JDRF. Um, you know, you just look at the names of these cars. It, 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 they've all been here with us. Towns of Gas and Oils, Ender. Chuck Schmidt from uh, Barron's has been helping us a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that's helped us. And, um, you know, like uh, Salego, they're from right here, you know, and uh, Holbein. You know, they're, they're local people. So hopefully they're all here and uh, enjoying this. And uh, it's just great to get this one. How about crew and family as well? Yeah, my wife and daughter's here. Unfortunately, my son had to miss it tonight. Uh, I almost didn't come tonight. He's getting inducted to his high school Sports Hall of Fame tomorrow night at bank when he had to go to the football game. So that's kind of disappointing that he's not here because we've been together so long with this team. And, you know, he's such a big part of it. And, you know, Scotty Dorg, my brother, Keith, Justin, my nephew, uh, all these guys, you know. And, uh, you know, Terry's been here and his wife, Debbie, and everybody, you know. I mean, it's, it's good. Scott Cover and his wife, Lisa, you know. We're here every week. We work together. And, uh, it's a family affair, believe me. I hope I didn't forget anybody, but I'm kind of like a little bit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner. This 100th career feature winner in the Deal Automotive Big Block Modifieds, Brian Schwarzlander.
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Rain snuck up on us this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, but not before the 16th annual running of the Red Miley Rumble for the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. We were pleased to have Rapid on Racing reporter Bill Korch with us, and he files this report. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the 16th annual Red Miley Rumble. In remembrance of the longtime track promoter and brother of Ben and Matt Miley. 16 Rush Crate Late Models were in the pits, but Ben Police had a piston burnout during hot laps and that ended his night. Two heat races were run. The first heat was won by Kyle Lucon, followed by Brandon Burgoon, Mike Reft, and Josh Ferry. Heat number two went to Philip Bubeck, with Cole Patrol second, 
Joe Martin third, and Tom Klein fourth. In the dash, Joe Martin was the winner over Mike Reff, Cole Patrell, Brandon Burgoon, and Philip Bubeck. Kyle Lukon finished sixth after hitting the turn three wall on the first lap. That ended his night. In the 30-lap feature, Joe Martin jumped out to the early lead over Mike Reft and did the same on a restart after an early caution. Martin widened his lead when the second caution came out just past the halfway point of the race. After that restart, Martin kept the top spot as the cars moved down the backstretch with Reft battling Cole Patrell and hard-charging Garrett Paw, who had started 12th. After the final caution on lap 24, Martin maintained the lead on the restart with Paw wrestling second place away from Reft. Martin stayed there the remaining six laps to win the 16th annual Red Miley Rumble. In victory lane, Martin said he found some answers in the dash. We thought we were good early in the night, and we thought we've been good here, but uh, we've just been, you know, a tenth off, tenth and a half off, and I just thought we'd try something for that dash and we we did it and it you know brought this car to life and uh i would have been a pretty bad driver to screw that up that car is really good and martin said the win has given him some confidence when he comes back for the big season ending race at ppms yeah the locals here i mean this place is a different animal everybody knows it uh we used to be good here and then we went through a dry spell and now I, I really feel like we, we're on to something. I'm, I'm ready for the Pittsburgh. Also after the race, Ben Miley talked about his brother Red and what he meant to the family and the racetrack. It's really not about the racetrack with me. It was a race team. Uh, without Red, we didn't even have a race team. He's the one that pulled it together, started it, and it, it, it's 16 years old. I mean, it's pretty amazing, and we grew it into what it was. But uh, yeah, he was never satisfied doing one thing. He always wanted to move on to something else, do something else. That's how the track came about. But uh, we miss him, man. I tell you, when I miss him the most is when things are changing, like going through COVID and coming out of COVID and dealing with different situations, staying on top of technology. He was really good at that. And that's that we, we miss him a lot in that area. A lot of technology today. He would have been all over that stuff. Ben added that promoting, especially big events at PPMS, was what Red was all about while Ben could concentrate on racing. That was just something he really liked to do. It wasn't even work to him. It was just something he enjoyed doing. So it was good for us because somebody needs to do that, and he did it, so it worked out real good. So the top 10 at the 16th annual Red Miley Rumble, Joe Martin the winner, Garrett Paw finishing second, Mike Ref third, Cole Patrell fourth, and Brandon Burgoon was fifth. Six through 10 went to Josh Ferry, Tom Klein, Joe Squatriglia, Ashton Briggs, and Zach Gunn. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. Next up on the night were the Havas Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifies, presented by Board to Run Lubricants for what was supposed to be a 15-lap feature event. However, rain shortened the race just by one lap. Tyona, Pennsylvania's Cole Holden has been to each one of the five races this year for the Rush Mods, and a 23-year-old driver parked it in victory lane for the first time since last year, becoming the fourth different driver this year to win at the track in the division. Rain may have condensed the feature length, but it did not dampen Cole's spirits. Well, that was an interesting finish to the race. (laughs) Things were pretty good for you throughout the extent of what you had. Everything looked pretty good for you. You had a firm grasp on it. Track started to get a little bit slick on you, but the caution was thrown for obvious safety concerns. But uh, you come out on the right end of it, and you park it here on the front stretch in victory lane. Yeah, yeah, we had a great run. Um, 
I just watched the late models right before, so those guys were running the top line, so I thought, you know, it seems to be working, I'm going to try that, and uh, got around those guys and kept going, and the car felt good all night, so can't, can't complain anything. These Rush Modifieds put on a real good show everywhere you guys go. And the point standings have been real tight. You've got yourself in a pretty decent couple of battles going on. So throughout the course of this season, what's it like running with the Rush Modifieds? Uh, how do you enjoy it? And uh, would you recommend it to those out there that are watching at home or here at the track? Yeah, it's a great class. We like, um, like traveling all around to these different tracks, uh, Sharon, Raceway 7, and, of course, Pittsburgh. Um, definitely recommend it. It's probably the best bang for your buck class. Um, anyone that's thinking about it, I say give it a shot. And people that you would like to thank for making this all happen for you throughout the course of this season. Uh, first, got to thank my crew, my dad, Dana Holden, our crew chief, Chris Carter. He's not here tonight. But, um, of course, Bill, uh, Scott, and Paul, they always helping out on the car all week. And um, then to my sponsors, we got uh, Holden Resources, um, Baker Motorsports, and big thank you to Troyer Dirt Car. We love our new Troyer. Good Troyer chassis gets it done here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it tonight for the feature winner of the Rush Sportsman Modified Division. Cole Holden gets it done here at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. As of August 27th, Cole is third in weekly series points with the Rush Modifieds, trailing Aiden Cipriano by 10 points and heading Rob Kristiak by 17. This win will certainly help in his chase for a weekly series points championship. Second belong to Chelsea Kregish, the defending division points champion. Aliquippa's Jacob Jordan completed the podium with Lucas Cannon finishing fourth in the 2LC and Jeremy Zufall made his season debut with a top five finish. And that was all she wrote, so to say, as Mother Nature claimed the rest of the night of racing. The four remaining feature events for the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, and the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns will be made up at a later date. Stay tuned to our Facebook page, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, for more updates on that. We did get all of our heat races complete prior to our two feature events. Baldwin's AJ Poljack won the sole heat race for the Pro Stocks. Gary Catellus won the first heat race for the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, and Matt Bernard held on to win the second heat race as a hard-charging Logan Catellus really tried to make an effort out of it. Matt Knight dominated the lone heat race for the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always-safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns saw Emmy Laboon take the checkered flag in their heat race. We shift our focus now to next Saturday night, September the 10th, for the second annual Josh Langer Memorial presented by JED Services for night number five of the Cheplik series. The Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks will do battle for a 20-lap, $1,111 to win event, and the inaugural Cheplik series will draw to a conclusion. Taking a look at the point standings for the Cheplik series, there is a dead tie for the lead right now between Logan Gatellis and Tony McGill. They are tied at 332 points, respectively. Frank McGill has claimed one victory in the series this year and is currently sitting third, seven points behind your leaders. Gary Gatellis is fourth, eight points behind your leaders, and Cody Gatellis has two wins in the series this year and sits fifth, being separated by nine points from the leaders. So to reiterate, Nine points separate your top five, which means it's still anyone's ball game. Joining the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks will be the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, fresh off of the Red Miley Rumble, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, and the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns. 
Point standings in all of our divisions are currently host to excellent battles between many of our competitors, and we continue racing every Saturday night through the month of September, with the final night of points coming on September the 24th. Then all roads lead to the 34th annual Pittsburgher weekend starting with Friday, September the 30th for our action event divisions headlined by night number one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models as they play host to the Rush Touring Series. That means the top regional stars will be making their way to Dirt's Monster Half Mile to take on the local drivers at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That leads to Saturday night, October the 1st, which will feature a $20,000 to win Pittsburgher for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. The best late model drivers in the nation will make their way to the Steel City to take on our local and regional top stars in what promises to be a top-tier display of auto racing. Joining the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series on Saturday, October the 1st, will be night number two of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Touring Series. So if you're into late model racing, look no further than Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday, October the 1st. For all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as updated point standings and more, please visit our website at ppms.com. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. 
His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Race fans joining us now, a writer for Area Auto Racing News and a very good friend, Ernie Saxton. Ernie, you have a lot of memories at Grandview Speedway, but I understand the track is being sold. So let's start with when did you first get connected with the Rogers family and get involved at Grandview? Well, the track is celebrating its 60th anniversary this year. And I was with them all but uh, four of the years. So let's see, that's what, 56 years I was involved. I worked with them uh, starting out as uh, writing publicity releases. And then a couple of years after I got there, they decided they, uh, they had an announcer who used to offer, he owned a car lot, and every, every Saturday night he would offer the uh, Ace Hartman uh, weekly car special and they were getting a little tired of that so they asked me if I knew how to announce and I said well I've announced a couple races but I, I don't know that I really know how but they were willing to take a try and I announced uh, with them for 55 years or something like that they must have been pleased with your approach then <laughs> it was it was fun I, I have to say this and I'll throw this out there uh, Everything that I've done in auto racing, whatever uh, plaudits I've earned, whatever has happened, I owe to Bruce and Teresa Rogers, who own Bradview Speedway. They were the ones that opened the doors for me, uh, pushed me uh, in, uh, in different directions, and I think overall I ended up announcing, it, I don't know, well over 150 tracks around the country work for a lot of different speedways and all, but my uh, my real allegiance has always been with Grandview Speedway. Now, we don't want to mention any names, but obviously they weren't happy with their announcer, and I get a chance to go to a lot of tracks and hear a lot of people. Your delivery was smooth. I like that. I don't like the announcers that are screamers or that think the show is about them and has nothing to do with the races. I'm sure you came across this over the years. I've come across that a lot. I've tried to give some guys a little advice. I I, I agree totally. I don't like screamers. I, I like to... Uh, 
deliver the information uh, that I want to share with the uh, fans and the racers. Uh, I don't need to scream and shout to to make it. Uh, I, I just figure the information I'm giving them is enough. They don't need to have it screamed into their ears to make them understand it or, or uh, make it worthwhile. I, um, I like to uh, share information to a certain point, but I also like to leave a little bit of downtime so people can think about and talk about what's going on at the races, and uh, that's always been the way I've, uh, I've operated. One of my favorite uh, stories, Lenny Baticki, he does the uh, the shows for uh, PRN, and one of the things that he likes to talk about is when there is a little bit of downtime, he'll get on the thing and say, there's an awful nice smell of popcorn working its way up here into the booth. And he says, every time he does that, there's a big rush to the popcorn stand. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little psychology there. The, uh, you know, I, I have I have done you know uh, thrown out uh, when there's down times and uh, the people look like uh, they're getting a little bored. I throw out things that uh, maybe there's a special on on hot dogs or there's a special on this or that just to, to build up and get the fans uh, uh, interested. But uh, that's that's a good one. And next time I see Lenny, I'll have to. Uh, Pat him on the back. Yeah. I was the uh, on-track announcer at Lernerville for many years, and one of my funniest downtime stories, I'd stand on facing the audience, and I'd, I said, I'd like to see a fan with the most tattoos. So a, bu- <laughs> a bunch of them come down. A very uh, well-endowed woman said, I have 15. And I said, well... I only see 12 or 13. She said, do you want to see the rest? And I said, no, no, thank you. I don't want to see the rest. And the fans loved it. And then I'd, I'd give them a, a coupon for a hot dog and a Coke. And, and then another one that was really funny, I want to see the ugliest fan in the grandstands. And this one guy, both of his buddies are pointing to him. And he, he nailed it face done and, and he was very proud of that i mean he he needed to shave his clothes were kind of ratty looking but the fans they eat that stuff up it's just or or when i'll ask a trivia question and some kid about eight or nine years old come down and i said how could you possibly know the answer he said grandpa told me he wants a hot dog and a coke <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to throw a little bit of that stuff out there myself and ask questions and uh, give away uh, some prizes. And, uh, and I, I also liked uh, when there was a little downtime, we had a few minutes, I liked to bring uh, drivers up into the booth and interview them. And, uh, you know, I, I just something to add a little uh, interest and uh, give the fans a chance to learn some more about the racers. I am a very big uh, supporter of uh, making sure sponsors get mentions. I uh, Every year I'd ask the racers to give me a fill out a questionnaire, and with that information I was able to play up sponsors for them. And, I, and especially today, what the kind of exposure a sponsor gets is the difference between uh, whether you continue to have a sponsor whether it's a successful sponsor, I mean, uh, 
the sponsors are looking for uh, exposure, and if you're not going to give it to them, they're not going to be around very long. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ernie Saxton from Area Auto Racing News. One comment about sponsors, and then I want to talk about the uh, plans at Grandview. When I was promoting Motordrome, we had a big sign painted on the front stretch wall, so when you're interviewing a driver, they could see that, and it says, please thank your sponsors. And nine times out of ten, they paid attention, and, and that worked real well. Now, back to Grandview. I, well, oh, I, go I, got, I got to say one thing there is one of the things over the years that really aggravated me is when you interviewed a winner and you're down there and the, uh, you'd say uh, something to the What's yeah, what sponsors do you want to thank and all? And the driver would turn around and say, "Well, they all know who they are." Yeah. And, uh, that that just aggravated me. Oh, it just it make my if I had hair, it would make it stand on end. <laughs> the co part. Oh, go ahead. I, I the one other thing was I just got a note from somebody that told me one of the uh, things that really worked for him, and I won't mention names, but. He sends handwritten thank you notes to the sponsors when something happens that stands out. And I, 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 I've heard that before, but I'm glad to see that that is happening again. And it's something I think some of the racers might want to try uh, uh, to get out, especially when it gets near the end of the season. You want to thank the sponsors. And you write out a handwritten note and send it off to them. And I think that can have rewards. Well, uh, along those same lines, Hall of Fame driver and now car owner, Lynn Geisler, uh, many times champion, uh, we put together a thing where uh, once or twice a month, he'll ask me to do about a four or five minute interview on what the team's doing. And then I have an email list where it goes to all his sponsors. So they know at least twice a month everything that's going on and he he finishes that up with a thank you to them. And some of his sponsors are from pretty far away, but they can hear it in this email I send them. And that's why he's, well, he's had number one Cochrane for 41 years. And that's not an accident. That's from no, doing no. it the right way. Okay. I'll tell you one short little story. I announced the USAC midget race out at Ascot Speedway in California one time. And I'm looking at the cars, and I noticed that some sponsors weren't on both sides of the cars. And uh, I asked uh, one of the drivers, or two of the drivers, I said, why is it that they're not on both sides? And he said, well, because if I don't put them on both sides of the car, I have extra space to list more sponsors. I said, yeah, but you know that, uh, like, on this car here, you don't have them on the uh, side of the car that faces into the infield. And I said, well, that's because the fans aren't going to see it over there. I said, yeah, but that's where the photographers are, and they're taking the pictures, and that's the things that are going to get in the uh, in the magazines and newspapers. Well, the next time I came back, I went back to the same guys, and I noticed that they uh, put the names of the sponsors on both sides of the cars. Cool. Very nice. <laughs> okay. Copart Company wants to buy Grandview Speedway, and I, I suspect it's not to run a race there. So what's the story with that? <clears throat> 
Well, from what I understand with Copart, it's uh, pretty much of a uh, somewhat like a glorified junkyard, and uh, they bring their uh, cars, uh, junk cars, different, uh, I'm going to say stray cars, and bring them in there, and they disassemble them, and uh, they sell the parts and that kind of stuff. And uh, apparently, it's uh, they make big money off of it. They were responsible for one of the most su- successful drag strips in the country, English Town Raceway, to uh, get sold a few years back out of business. Uh, I understand they're negotiating for a track out near uh, Little Rock uh, to buy that one. And each time I look at my email, I seem to be getting notes from people uh, telling me different things that Copart has done and seem to be flexing their muscles and willing to pay uh, extra money to buy tracks. So I, I, I doubt that Grandview is going to be the last one that will be purchased. Well, when you think about Teresa's situation, her husband passed away. Running a racetrack today is tougher than ever, and I'm I'm sure that uh, Copart has offered her a sizable amount of money. So, who could blame her if she decides to sell? The number I hear that she was offered is four million dollars, which uh, I can remember her telling me. Uh, a few years back that uh, her and her husband had talked and he told her, uh, you know, that he had nothing against if she, when he's gone, if she wants to sell the track. And uh, so she said a figure if somebody was willing to pay her two million, she would probably uh, be willing to listen and to have uh, be offered uh, what I hear is $4 million. Uh, I guess you, you'd be crazy not to jump at it. Well, we're coming. <clears throat> excuse me. We're coming up on a commercial break. I uh, I am happy that you have all these wonderful memories from Grandview, and from time to time, something special that happened will come back to in your mind, and you can just smile and think about. I was there, and I enjoyed that. Well, there's a lot of great things that happened at Grandview over the years. I, I saw a lot of uh, NASCAR Cup racers come there and do personal appearances. The uh, midgets, the sprints, modifieds, late models, just about everything you can think of. Even snowmobiles. I froze my rear end off for a while announcing snowmobiles there years back. So. It gave me a chance to do a lot of different things, and I think that made me better at what I do. And better is an understatement. You were good, very good at what you did. I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice day. All right, thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. 
If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Let's go now to the ProFabrication.com hotline. PRN's Doug Rice and Dale Earnhardt Jr. ProFabrication, headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. Lenny, thanks so much. 20,000 fans packed a sold-out North Wilkesboro Speedway this past Wednesday to watch the Cars Tour in the Window World 125. When the checkered flag finally fell, it was Carson Quapel who prevailed with May Jason Diaz finishing second, and the man that most of the fans showed up to watch race, Dale Earnhardt Jr., took third in his sun drop number three after falling back to as far as 12th early on in the race. Of course, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the star of the night. He was a very busy guy for two days at North Wilkesboro and held a very wide-ranging press conference where he stressed the importance of the late model stock car series as represented by the Cars Tour. The the late model stocks are to the mid-Atlantic region what the modifieds are to the northeast and i know we have some modified racing down south but you know the late model stocks never were a national series or national car but they've enjoyed a very successful run over the over several several decades in the state of virginia a little bit in tennessee and north carolina and south carolina the style of car the steering box brakes everything that makes the car work is a throwback in my mind. It produces a certain type of racing that we don't really see with the pros or the supers. Every every type of motorsports is to be celebrated, but I just think that we have a really unique race car. You know, it's still relatively affordable for the blue collar racer. It's a little more difficult than it was when it when I was racing in the 90s, but uh, it's still something that 
you know, I feel like that people can connect to and be a part of on a grassroots level, on a blue-collar level. Dell Jr. wants everyone to know that the restorative effort of North Wilkesboro Speedway was a real collaboration between folks like himself, Marcus Smith, and many others involved to bring back this historic venue. I'd always hoped that the track could open itself back up to something I was really ambitious on what that could be. You know, I, did, I would talk to Marcus and be like, I don't know why you can't have a truck race here. I don't know why you can't have an Xfinity race here. Well, tell me why you can't have a cup race here. Give me the reasons, right? And so I was always pushing Marcus with fun banter about what he needs to do with the property. But it was that day when we came out here and, and weed-eated and cleaned the place up to scan it for our racing. It was that day when it sort of the light bulb went off in Marcus's head. And then he started hearing some of the interest from not only, you know, the community mainly, the motor, you know, the NASCAR industry started showing him some of their interest in it too. And he came to me and he said, man, there might be something there. And I'm like, finally, you know, finally you see what I see. And he would keep telling me every time I saw him over the last couple of years, I ain't forgot about North Wilsboro. There's something there. We're going to figure out what that is, but I ain't forgot about it. It's still got a chance. And he wouldn't tell me those things unless he was dead serious. I I didn't even know they were going to do that press conference in Bristol. And so I got all that news the same day, the same moment you did, about the idea of running all this month and then having dirt in October. He also goes on to discuss the importance of that little five-eighths-mile racetrack tucked away in Wilkes County, North Carolina. I just know that there's a lot of fun to be had at places like this. I remember coming here as a kid and just loved it, and I know that could be the same for a kid uh, today. Um, and I know that this this week, the races here are going to create memories for a lot of people that experience it. That's part of it. Um, and I feel the same way about the fairgrounds. You know, it's just been around a long time, and it deserves to be part of our industry, and it deserves to be on our schedules. And we, you know, we owe a lot to North Wilkesboro, and we owe a lot to all these little tracks that were part of the series or part of NASCAR when it was just getting going. And this place can certainly serve the, the motorsports industry and the NASCAR industry in many ways. So it, uh, it's still got some life left in there. If you were among the folks at North Wilkesboro Speedway this past Wednesday night, you couldn't help but notice the abundance of green sun drop T-shirts. Of course, that was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s sponsor for the Cars Tour race. He explains the affinity for that soft drink brand. I think the first time I saw a sun drop was probably in the shop behind Memo's house. Going over there as a kid, when Dad used to race his Xfinity or his Bush team out of the shop behind Memo's, and there was the sun drop in the fridge and sun drop. You know, I drank a lot of sun drop as a kid, and, you know, we had a great partnership with other beverages in, in, in my cup career, and we were loyal, and we did some great things together. But sun drop's kind of our home team, right? It's North Carolina, and it's, you know, we want everybody to know about it, but it, it started here. We had a little help from Sundrop in, in my racing career. We ran out of money in the middle of 93. Uh, I was driving for Gary Hargett, and the, the, the well was dry. Gary told me that we weren't going to be able to go race anymore, and Sundrop came in and, and sponsored us the final 10 weeks of the year and got us to the through the end of the season, and that's where this green car came out here and competed at North Wilsboro. It was Carson Quapple in a junior motorsports car that won the Window World 125 at North Wilkesboro Speedway, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets behind all of the excitement around the event after he came home third. I'm going to tell you, when I was standing here 
race started, get ready to get in the car. I mean, I almost wanted to cry. I was, it was so emotional because they, every seat was filled. And you just, I still can't believe this happened. I still can't believe this happened, man. We weren't, this place was forgotten about. Um, nobody, anyone in the, anyone on the planet was ready to argue with you. They ain't bringing that back. They ain't never coming back. Nobody, you know, there's a lot of people that believed in it, but not a lot, not enough, you know. But uh, enough switches got flipped and, and enough, you know, enough fortunate things happened that, that here we are. But uh, I still don't believe it, you know. But boy, I'm going to tell you, that moment of getting ready to climb in that car, looking around and seeing all those people that didn't radio, they were anticipating the race, you could feel it. The energy is so amazing. And it felt exactly like being here in 1990. You know what I mean? It felt just like it's a cup race about to pop off with Ricky Rudd and Dad and you know, Bodine and Daryl and all those guys. For Lenny Baticki and PRN's At The Track, I'm Doug Rice. PRN's Doug Rice and Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboon Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. 
And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race hands right now. We're going to grab a word with the driver who picked up his second Labor Day 55 special here at the Bedford Speedway. Tonight's win worth $12,055. It's the pilot of 66C Nelson Auto Sales Rocket. This is Matt Costner. Matt, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, late in the race, you were up in the top five. There was an accident, and that was one of the most impressive restarts I ever saw. You were able to come from the second row and get alongside Eckert and uh, take the lead. You only led two laps, but the lap you, one of those two laps was the final lap, so that's really the only one you need to lead. Yeah, um, I didn't know at the time, but Eckert got a flat tire there, and uh, Obviously, that's why he didn't take off as good. Um, I went. I had planned on going way outside there once Ross picked the bottom because there was a little bit of rubber out there I could hit on the exit, and I got a heck of a start. Um, I was clear by him by the by the exit there. Um, I waited long enough though; it was it was close, but uh, got a heck of a restart and took off with it. Um, I hate it for I hate it for Greg. I hate it for Rick. Um, you know, and Dylan, Dylan was really good. He ran, he passed me and ran them guys down. I mean, he had a really good car. Um, after the restart, his tire, he must've been struggling with his tire there a little bit, but, uh, he had a really good car, but that, that was a bad wreck. There's two tore up race cars there. Um, I barely sneaked by it. I thought I was going to be in it because you never know where they're going to, when somebody hits a wall like that, how far they're going to come back down across the racetrack. So just a lot of things went our way tonight there. Um, I was very fortunate to capitalize on it. And this year you brought in a teammate, Ed Carrier Jr. has been driving your backup car. And he also ended up in finishing, I believe, in the top five. So a good night for the Matt Cosner Motorsports team. Um are you guys able to bounce ideas off each other, like setup-wise? Was that the whole reason for the second car? Well, I don't know that we ever really had a reason for doing it. Um, I like Eddie's real good guy. Um, Kurt at Rocket, we you know set this deal up and uh, started doing it there. We ran once there at the end of the year last year, the Keystone Cup, I think it was. Eddie ran it once and <clears throat> just kind of did our thing for most of the year, and then we got to talking and decided to let him run some um it's going pretty well he's got a lot of experience he's really good um really helpful you know with teaching me how to drive the car a little bit different and um that's good and you know working at rocket and he works at rocket and uh, i'm really close with all them guys up there they're all very helpful um great tech support can't ask for better friends either they're i'm friends with all of them uh and uh, I, I, we got two really good race cars, and uh, just uh, it's it's fun. Racing's fun when you when you got good friends around you, and good cars, uh, and and when luck's on your side too. <laughs> now, what's the rest of the year hold? You mentioned the Keystone Cup. Um, I know you've had a lot of success here at Bedford, um, and it seemed around 2016 when the XR1 came out. That's when people started to really know, notice you because you just seemed like your career skyrocketed once these XR1s came out. They just fit your driving style? I don't know. I don't know if we were a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, we bought one of the early XR1s. We kind of bought one before they had proven themselves, honestly, and jumped all in. And uh, 
we were we were good that first year we won nine races um i think seven of the nine were up here but uh we could just unload it not touch it and win like it was just really good um that first car was really good um well all of our cars have been good really um i don't think we've gone winless a year yet since 2016 but um obviously there's been ups and downs but uh this year's been a pretty good one um but yeah the the xr1 is definitely great cars great support and yes it definitely kick-started my career um after that then you know we we went and did the outlaw deal in 2020 um had some family stuff and had to bail out of that um then the line x deal last year allowed me to run lucas oil uh for like 80 percent of that and that was fun but uh I really enjoy racing regionally and being able to go back home and spend time with my family. Um, I realized that after running on the road that, you know, last year a lot, a lot of travel miles, a lot of travel time, uh, that the national tour deal just isn't for me because of the time away from home. A business, we got two businesses and two kids, and uh, we're just busy with all that. My kids are going to get ready to start racing next year, so... We're uh, national tour deal is not for me, but this regional deal fits us well. We can go race when we want, when we feel like it. Nobody's telling us when and where we got to be, um, and you know, it takes a lot of pressure off too. Rest of the year, you just uh, Keystone Cup here, or you guys gonna do any of the Lucas races like Portsmouth or Pittsburgh or anything? Uh, we've discussed maybe going to Pittsburgh. Um, Eddie wants to go there. I really don't hate that place, but. Uh, Eddie wants to, so we might do that. Uh, we got Dog Hollow coming up here in a couple weeks. ULMS deal, we're going to run that. Uh, Roaring Knob ULMS, if they have that. And Dirt Track World Championship with both of us, for sure. Eddie can't wait to race at Portsmouth. And um, then the Keystone Cup, and I think that's it for us. I don't think we're going to do Charlotte this year. Well, Matt, I appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win. Uh, anybody you'd like to go ahead and thank? Um, pit crew, sponsors? Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Nelson Auto Sales and Global Truck Outfitters. That's our two businesses. Uh, RH Lap, Mechanical Contractors, uh, Mighty Auto Parts, TC Race Cars, um, Benson Designs. Um, just everybody that helps us out. Rocket Chassis, obviously. Integra Shocks. Um, <clears throat> Everybody that helps us, mom, dad, my wife, Jacob, Mort, tow truck, um, Eddie, obviously, Bryce, um, just everybody that helps us out, you know, through the week and evenings. Uh, we put in a lot of time on these things the last couple of weeks and uh, paid off. Race fans, be sure to keep your eyes on Matt Costner, the pilot of the Nelson Auto Sale 6060. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. 
Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Tyler Harris had an opportunity to talk to John Garvin Jr. in Victory Lane at Lernerville Speedway last Friday. In this division, especially after taking a few years off, how was it shaking that rust off and getting back into the swing of things? Uh, I mean, honestly, when we went to port uh, two or three times, and I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. It was just the cars are so different than the late models that I ran, and then coming from the sprint cars, wasn't that transition wasn't horrible, but the, car, the late models are so different than uh, back in 2014, so... Um, in, yeah, it wasn't real good the first two, three nights out there. Um, but we came here first night, and, and I felt pretty comfortable. So, um, you know, I, I felt comfortable pretty much all year except for maybe two or three nights. So, um, you know, I got to thank John Johnson and Mark and Colton and everybody on this car, uh, my wife, my parents, GSM, uh, my crew, Jug and GK, and um, just everybody that it, it takes everybody for me to do this. So I greatly appreciate it, and uh, you know, hope next year is just as good. So what's the plan for next year? Anything uh, in early development yet? Anything that you can share with us? Uh, I'll be in my own car. I that's for sure. So um, other than that, I have nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time, and let's see if he can do it next year and defend his championship. The driver out of Sarver, Pennsylvania, drives the Garvin Scrap Medal number J4, John Garvin Jr., your 2022 champion. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. 
We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. The Auto Racing 101 Victory Lane interview segment continues to gain in popularity. It's a feature on Rapping on Racing that gives the drivers a chance to listen to their Victory Lane interviews from Latrobe, Lernerville, Pittsburgh, and Jennerstown. Friends, family, and crew members can listen and enjoy. It also gives the driver a chance to improve the next interview. Some of the contributors will include Nate Rigotti, Eric Westendorf, Brian Spade, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Jim Zufall, and Dave Oliveri. We hope you enjoy this new addition to Rapping on Racing. Doug Glessner has gotten to celebrate five times already this season. Seven wins a year ago. He takes the white flag. Looking for yet another win here in 2022. Final time through turn number four. The 17 of Doug Lesnar is headed back to Stony Beer Victory Lane. Tom Golick finishes second. A third place finish for the 55 of Family. Chris Brink finishes fourth and returns to a modified. 
and a top five for the two of Jim Bojack. That's how they finish on the scoreboard presented by Saferno Well Service and TriStar Motors. Doug Glessner getting ready to climb out of his car, his sixth win of the year. He can hear you make some noise. Another win for the 17 car here this season. Doug, you've, uh, you've had a good two years, my friend. Your sixth win of the year, how's it feel? Good, car's really good. Both these things are going real good. First of all, I gotta apologize to Joey. I, I pulled my freaking earplugs out going, going to the start of the race and I cut up on him, didn't see him. Lucky he didn't, nobody got tore up, so it all turned out, but I feel bad for that. Uh, I need to thank my family, my wife. It's been a long week in the garage getting the nose put back on this thing. Uh, I got to thank Mark McClellan. I always forget, he's another one I always forget to thank. He's a huge help to us with all our body stuff and decals and anything I need to know. You know, he helps me out too. Uh, I need to thank Jim and Jimmy's certified lift, Holstrom and Clark, Electric, 814 Lanes, uh, Black Specialty. Doug's always a big help. I really appreciate him. Uh, the Dlapis, Total Mobility for letting us play with these cars. Uh, Mox Barbershop. Pro Disposal, and all my family again. Dad's finally made it to the front stretch. Look how pleasant he looks. <laughs> Mr. Glesser, we're glad to have you down here, here to celebrate with Doug. You had to survive a couple of restarts there. Uh, Tom gave you a good run there on the outside, but you were able to clear him in too. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he's always good to race with. Um, yeah, I knew if I could just keep the bottom, the car was turning good through the center, I'd be okay. But uh, Yeah, it was a good race, and... Uh, We'll see what we can do for the next one. I'd thank all my guys, too, for helping all week long or all, you know, all the weeks, you know, coming and it gets expensive, I know, but I appreciate them all. Doug Glessner picks up another win this season here at Jennerstown Speedway. Ag Waves, final lap for the 31 of Aiello. Bush four-tenths of a second faster that last lap. Might just run out of time. Down the backstretch, Aiello through three and four for the final time. Out of turn number four, checkered flag will wave. Anthony Aiello picks up his third win of the season. Racing Jason finishes second, a third place finish for the 17 of Doug Glessner. Coming home fourth, the nine of Chris Brink, and a top five for the 55 of John Fama. That is the top five on the scoreboard presented by Saferno Well Service and TriStar Motors of Somerset. We'll go down to Stoney's Beer Victory Lane and talk with our winner, Anthony Aiello, when we come back here on FlowRacing.com. Anthony Aiello has parked the 31 machine in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. The crew going to work, getting the readings from the tires on this machine, the helmet off, getting ready to climb out of his race car. Racing for just the sixth time this season. It's his third win. Gets a message from his crew. Gets a message from the officials in this thing. Getting ready to climb out. Holding off the 42 of Jason Bush there late in the race. Anthony Aiello. Going to climb out of the race car. Make some noise. Your winner, Anthony Aiello. 31 car. Again, not running a full season, but when it's been here, it's been a rocket ship. Out in front, Aiello gets to claim his checkered flag. Anthony, man, every time this thing's been here, uh, you've been fast and been up front. You've raced six races now with the two tonight. 
you have three wins, half of them. Does it make you wish you would have ran a full season? Uh, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love racing, but, you know, it's been nice just being able to do some different things and stuff like that. But, you know, it's nice being back when I've been here, you know, but it's less stressful not worrying about points. You just go for wins. I mean, luckily we started up front tonight. Definitely wasn't a winning car for this first one. It could have been a winning car for that. I mean, for the first one, for this second one. It's got a little bit snug. I know those guys were catching me and locked out and got the luck of the draw tonight. Those guys just ran out of time. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Uh, how much work have you had to do to this thing from, from last season? You were in a championship battle, fell just a little bit short, but this thing's been fast every time you've shown up here. Yeah, pretty much just make sure everything's straight, you know, go over it. I mean, changed a little bit, a couple different things. I mean, it's worked out. I mean... We worked all week on that car, getting Frankie here, you know, that's awesome. I think he ran pretty good, not getting a lap down his first run. I mean, that's awesome. So um, hats off to him. You know, I got to thank everybody behind me, my family, my fiance for letting me do this. Um, everybody on the car, Anchor Hoagies, uh, Kimberly Contracting, uh, Trailer Service Plus, Stance Transmission, World of Values, Stonehouse, Quick Time Suspension, uh, Kimberly Contracting, you know, without them, I couldn't do this, you know, and the fans and the racetrack, you know, it's nice having a place to race close to home. Anthony Aiello picks up his third win of the year. Round of applause for this guy. Two laps to go for Dale Kimberly out in front. The 37 of Milap continuing to slip back. Burbage takes the third spot away. Although here comes Milap back on the high side. He's still a little loose there in the corner. Good run off the turn, though. Down the back stretch, trying to hold on. Again, trying to muscle his way past Burbage again on the outside. We saw him do that earlier. White flag waves for Kimberly. Side by side as we come to the line. It's going to be Melab this lap. Final lap in our Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks. Melab again loose. They're bumping there. Oh, Burbage points leader. Around goes the 44 on the final lap. Your points leader, Nate, coming off a two, is sitting on the backstretch as Kimberly comes with the checkered flag. The field was already past Burbage. There was no safety concern by having him there. We have a yellow checkered as Dale Kimberly will have his third consecutive win to Stoney's Victory Lane. Three wins in a row for the 22 of Dale Kimberly, but an issue for the 44 of Greg Burbage on the final lap. Dale Kimberly gets a chug of water, puts on his hat, will climb out of this 22 machine. Dale Kimberly, his third win in a row. He can hear you now. How about a round of applause for our winner? Gets a good uh, handshake there from Mark Catone. Waving people down to, to victory lane for this celebration. He hadn't won since September of 2020, but now three wins in a row for this 22 machine of Dale Kimberly. Dale, come over here, man. You have got something figured out in this 22 machine, man. It is at a rocket ship here late in the season. Yeah, it's running good. Adam got it hooked up. Beginning of the year, I had some problems, but it's working. How much time do you and Adam uh, put into this race car? Seven days a week, from 6 o'clock till 10, at least. you got to be having a lot of fun now. Three wins in a row. What's it mean to you after uh, not being here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane since September of 2020? Now you come out, you've won three in a row. I can see the smile on your face. Uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's simple enough. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Dale? I want to thank SNS Auto, Marshall Storage, Kimberly Contracting, Country Storage, Martinelli's Auto Service, especially Adam. AJ Boljack does my springs, valves, chest of carburetors, uh, all the guys here. Uh, I want to say thanks. Uh, uh, this is in memory of uh, Pat Baird. He used to come every week 
and uh, he's passed away in February, March. Well, thanks for doing that in his memory. And Babyface Fabrication in North Carolina built the car. Well, they've built a heck of a rocket ship right now. The 22 machine of Dale Kimberly picks up his third win in a row here in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks. His final lap around our half-mile racetrack here at Jennerstown Speedway. Will Hemminger looking for his third win of the season. A big lead for the 16-year-old through three and four for the final time. Hemminger drives out of turn number four. Checkered flag will wave. Will Hemminger's going back to Stoney's Beer victory lane. Giles holds on for second. Samantha Osborne third. Adam Kostelnik fourth. And Chucky Kessler leads that group of cars across the line in fifth. That's your top five on the scoreboard presented by Saferno Well Service and TriStar Motors. Will Hemminger going to climb out of his race car. Just 16 years old. A big win in this 76 car, his third of the season. He'll get his flow racing hat on, get his uh, winner sticker here from our flagman. Will, congratulations, man, your third win of the year. Welcome back to Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. How's it feel, my friend? Yeah, thank you. It feels pretty good. Your pap told me uh, walking down here that you guys uh, were working on this car all week long. Well, what you had to do to it? Yeah, it was just cosmetic from the, was that the first, or the feature from last week, you know, new fender and a bumper and some little things. You guys have found some speed here later uh, in the season. Looks like this car's hooked up here late. Yeah, we've been definitely tuning on it a little bit every week, you know, trying to get it better. Who do you want to thank on this machine, man? I want to thank North Star Equipment, uh, Worldwide Electric, Morocco Welding, Black Specialty Service, Jeff Carey, and Barry for helping us out, my mom and dad, my pap, obviously. All the fans are over here. Turn this way. Will Hemminger picks up another win in this 76 machine. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Ken Burkholder in this 26 machine. What a race as he gets prepared to climb out of this race car. Gets a congratulations from his brother Kyle. The Burkholder Racing Camp gathered here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Ken Burkholder climbs out of the race car, makes some noise. What a win for this young man. Boy, that was some exciting racing here at Jennerstown Speedway. Ken drove the wheels off this thing, man. You got to take us through those final laps. After that restart, you were holding off Nacho Nate. That was a lot of fun for the fans. It had to be fun in the driver's seat. I was just hanging on. Nate's real good, and I knew he was going to be hard to beat. And uh, I was starting to get tight. I hated to see that caution. I was, I was just trying to maintain what I had. And I knew I was in for a fight, and he gave me everything that I wanted. But uh, just uh, thank you. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to all these fans. Thanks to... Uh, all these crew, it's for these guys. You should be interviewing them, not me. That's uh, <laughs> They do all the work. I just get all the fun. you got to be having a lot of fun in this car. Another win in this machine. How are you enjoying pil piloting this 26 car? <laughs> I wouldn't do anything else on Saturday night. Why not come here? I'm going to sit in the stands. I might as well sit in the seat and hang on. Well, you hung on for another win, my friend. Who do you want to thank on this race car? Uh, Arsenberger Trucking. For, for, ugh, I can't talk. First and foremost, Pap. Sitting up there in the grandstands, thank you. He's the reason we get to come do this. Uh, Brooks's Camper Sales, Bigham's Auto, Morocco Welding, Mountain View Acres, Mays Kitchens, Hall's Handyman Service, New Centerville Stove, B&M Electric, Mays Custom Meats, and Penn Summit Insurance. Without them names, uh, this car's not sitting here, so 
I appreciate all them, especially thank you all, all the fans. Thanks for coming out. Thanks to the ownership group. Thanks to Billy. Thanks to Jet Engines. He uh, helped me out again today. He always helps me out. Thanks a lot. And, uh, man, it's fun. That was a tremendous race. How about a round of applause for a great win from Ken Burkholder holding off Nacho Nate. The 40 of Jonathan Habersack has parked this thing in Stoney's Beer victory lane yet again. He's got his helmet off. This young man going to climb out of this race car. Jonathan Habersack excited to win yet another one. Big hugs down here in victory lane. He'll grab this uh, checkered flag and his sticker to put on this race machine. Jonathan, man, this thing's hooked up. Caleb was right there. What were you thinking through that race? I just got to stay smart and run, run my race and just try and stay in front of him. When you started this season, you had not won, but now you've won a couple of times here. What's it mean to you to, to park this thing in victory lane uh, more than once this season? Uh, th this one means probably the most. Coming back from a wreck and not feeling myself like I used to, it felt pretty, it just feels pretty good. Season's winding down. You've been in front of these point standings uh, pretty much all season long. A couple more weeks left. What's it going to mean uh, to win a championship if you can hang on to it? Uh, just, just finish all the races. Don't make stupid ideas or don't do nothing <laughs> stupid. Uh, that's good advice in life, not just on the racetrack, my friend. Who do you want to thank on this race car? Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Shane Schaefer's uh, Alluring Edge, Tony Subs, Habits Beer and Tobacco, uh, Glades Pike Winery, uh, Tunstall Auto, Iron City Epoxy, and uh, Somerset Screen Printing, and uh, JR's Tackle Box. Jonathan Habersack, your points leader, picks up another victory yet here this season. His 40 machine out in front once again. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, man.
Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rappin' on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.